It's time to sit back, relax, and listen to Conversations with Joan. Conversations with Joan will inspire, motivate, and empower you. Live your best life now. Listen, learn, think, and decide. And now, here's your host, Joan Herman. Welcome to Change Your Attitude, Change Your Life's Conversations with Joan. I'm Joan Herman. Thanks for tuning in. Today's guest, Bonnie Meyer, has lived her life set in the romantic era of Napa Valley. Bonnie and her husband, Justin, established and owned two wineries. They shared the ups and downs of life and business, and along with other prominent wineries of the time, they helped revolutionize Napa Valley. Bonnie's story is one filled with deep grief and enduring love. She shares wisdom and advice for living a full life with purpose. Bonnie is the principal of Meyer Family Enterprises. She is the author of the book, Perfectly Paired. Welcome, Bonnie. Thank you so much for joining us. It's wonderful to be here with you. So, Bonnie, you created a wonderful life with your husband, Justin, who has since passed away. Can you tell us about your relationship? What was your life like? Well, um, when Justin and I met, we he, he was a he was a monk, and uh, we we became friends almost immediately uh, through music. I played the guitar, he played the banjo. We started playing together in church, and without intending it, we fell in love with each other. And we spent the next five years trying not to be in love with each other, which is really an interesting way to start a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think that had a lot to do with um, how how solid our love relationship and marriage became, uh, because it started with friendship, neither one of us ever trying to romance the other. It just emerged. And uh, we ended up um, just being so attracted to each other that we just couldn't stand it. And, and that continued throughout our whole time together. So we were married. We knew each other for about 35 years, married for 30. So how did you get involved in the wine industry? We met at UC Davis. I was a freshman, and he was finishing a master's degree. Um, as a Christian brother, he had been designated by the brothers to be the future president of Christian Brothers Winery, which was one of the largest wineries in the United States in the 60s -hmm. at that time. And uh, so he was already in the wine business. And and, um, through our friendship, actually, uh, I got to know professor, his professor, uh, Dr. Omo, and ended up working for him uh, in the summers and during school year. Uh, he was a hybrid, creating hybrids um, of grapes and making wine. Um, but I never thought I would end up in the wine business. I never thought I would be marrying Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was kind of, it was actually an accidental. I, I'm an accidental vintner. Uh-huh. Um, but when, Just, <laughs> when Justin and I got married, uh, we actually started Silver Oak the same the same week um, that of our wedding, the same week we were married. And um, he had, having been with Christian Brothers, they made 40 different wines. Uh, really, that was really uh, uh, as a result of their marketing department. And he just 
thought, you know, there's way too many. They can't always all be our best. I would really like to just make one and make it the best in the one of the best in the world. And that's what he set out to do. And and to some people's minds accomplished. And it was so much fun. Oh my gosh, it was fun. Your parents were from Michigan and your grandparents worked for Ford. Your grandfather was an inventor at Ford. Did you learn anything from him that you were later able to apply to your professional life? That's an interesting question. I would say that I think I probably um, inherited a bit of a renegade personality. <laughs> and and uh, just, you know, uh, game to try almost anything. Well, and I would think, too, the fact that he was an inventor, it was almost like you had that ability. You know, when, when you're inventing something, it doesn't always go as planned. And you've had a lot of ups and downs in your professional life. So you probably have had perseverance that you were able to bring to work. Yeah, I would say in, in relationship and in, and in business, uh, that perseverance is really a, a key. And mm-hmm. it's some, one of the things that, that people forget. Um, from time to time, you know, you, somebody's not successful and they can't figure it out. But perseverance is really a key. Staying along the lines of perseverance, you've had many struggles and health challenges. As I said, you lost Justin, who was the love of your life. And then you had struggles uh, with cancer. Do you remember when you made the shift and decided that you would move forward and, and endure this grief and pain and not let it take over you? When, when Justin died, I had just, he he died suddenly of a heart attack Mm -hmm. and I had just had a major surgery, um, actually a life threatening surgery just four months before. And I was not in great shape and having, uh, our relationship, how close it was, I actually wanted to die. I wanted to be with him. It's Mm -hmm. not that I wanted to give up on my life, but I just, more than anything, I just wanted to be with him. And I remember just aching to to kind of leave my body and and be wherever he was. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but it was the look in my children's eyes they had just lost their father, and they knew that my health was fragile. Um, you know, they were shaken by my cancer diagnosis. And um, it was that look that that uh, really kept me tethered. Um, and I've, I've got to be there for them. They were in their, they were all in their 20s. Right. And, uh, yeah, so it was that. And I think that's what, you know, in, in my own life, um, in, in a very short period of time, within six months, my 23-year marriage ended, my mother died, my sister died. And I understand what you're saying, because I too was at a point, it wasn't that I wanted to die, it was that I didn't know how to go forward. But I had children. And and what you're saying, I, th- I think that, that it can be a key for many people, is to figure out that one thing you can focus on that can help you move forward. And then from there, things do get better. Uh, you don't see it at the time, but it does happen. That's, that's right. And it doesn't, 
I wouldn't necessarily ever say to someone, well, you know, you have to find someone else mm-hmm. to live for, but you do uh, finding your passion, right? Uh, a reason to get up in the morning and get excited. And sometimes it takes a little while, as 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 you know, Joan. It it takes a little while to kind of figure figure it out, but eventually you find you find your passion. And and for me, beyond my children, once they, you know, were married and became adults, they're almost forty now. The youngest is almost forty. Um, then then that that passion did shift into uh, being a uh, impact investor and really, um, really investing my time and energy in, into regenerating the earth through business and society through business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but whatever your passion is, it doesn't matter really. Right. Uh, it's that focus. You, that, it's to have that focus yeah. on something. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And, and one of the things I learned from all of the grief, I, I learned to start to pay attention two signs. I'm now such a firm believer that I can see something and just know that it's someone I love that's trying to tell me something. Have you ever experienced anything like that? (laughs) Absolutely. Actually, um, Justin had an amazing sense of humor and um, it showed up the day after he died. Mm -hmm. I was uh, was, uh, tucking my daughter into bed, into the place where he usually slept. And uh, she had arrived that morning and we were talking softly. And from across the room, about 10 feet away, um, I had a little fountain that had a pebble, had pebbles in it. And as we were, as we were talking with each other, a pebble came flying across the room and landed at my feet. And <laughs> And Holly and I looked down at the pebble, uh, looked at each other, looked down at the pebble again, and just, you know, incredulous. And she just softly said, hi, Daddy. You just knew. And we, ch- we, kn- we knew. I mean, yeah. that, <laughs> we knew. Um, and then the next day, even funny, much funnier than that, there was a hairdryer, uh, one, a wall-mounted hairdryer in our bathroom that Justin absolutely hated because he would hit it with um, his elbow. And it was the kind that, that when the nozzle was disengaged to you, um, it would go on. It, like, like in the hotel room, sometimes you would find uh, hair dryers like that. And then, um, so his elbow would, would disengage the nozzle and it would go off and he just, he would have to hang it up again and he just hated it. But I liked it because I used it, right? So um, the next day, that that um, hair dryer broke. In other words, it uh, it went. It would go off, and it would turn itself off and on at at will. And mm-hmm. what I noticed is, and what other people noticed, when I was really deeply in grief and really upset, the thing would go off, and it, the motor would just go wild. And then, as I calmed down, the motor would calm down and stop and so that clearly that was that was him and uh, it was his way of saying hey i'm here i'm here you're okay uh, i'm here but what a sense of humor that he right. would choose the thing that he hated to say hello i think that uh, i think that 
most people, when I ask them, have you noticed anything happening um, after your beloved died? And most people say yes, but they also say I've never told anyone. And one of the reasons I talk about these, the hairdryer and the pebble and other things in in the book is to help normalize this in our society Mm -hmm. because it's helpful and it's comforting to see the signs and feel the signs and feel the love and the connection. Bonnie, we're experiencing so much pain and loss with this coronavirus pandemic right now. There's, you know, sometimes it just feels like there's death all around us. For someone who's experiencing profound grief right now, what would you say to that person? First, I just want to say, and my, my book is full of stories. It's not a how-to book. Mm-hmm. Um, and But through the stories, whether they're my stories or someone else's stories, that to take courage and know that you can get through this. And, and that the journey of grief, it's not, this is not easy to hear when you're just, when it's so raw. But the journey of grief um, can be a transformative experience, an alchemical experience. It can change you in ways that are extraordinary. And you have no idea. And to my, my encouragement would be to embrace that grief because it's when you embrace it and when you really just let it take over that it's like diving into a deep well mm-hmm. and, you, and it's black and it's dark and it's scary. And, but when you dive deep, you can, that's when you can find the, the golden pebble at the bottom, you know, the, the right. gift at the bottom. And uh, so that's what I would encourage people to do. Bonnie, had I not gone through all of those things that I described to you before, I would not be doing the work I'm doing now. All of this is the result of that period in my life. And I was in my early 40s at the time. That's, that's right. And you allowed you, your losses, your, the three great losses in your, in your life, your mother, your sister, and your husband leaving, you survived those losses and let them change you and allowed them to change you. And, and like you which said, which is a gift to yourself at the end. Like you said, Bonnie, when you're in it, you don't see that. But it, when you allow it, it, it does happen. It can happen. So that's the hope that I want everyone to hold on to and, and to get from your story, the story of love and, and perseverance. And, and it's something that we can all live. Yeah. We all have it in us. So, Bonnie, tell us about the work you do with Meyer Family Enterprises. So, with uh, this, so Jackson and I sold Silver Oak just um, a, a number of months before he died suddenly, and so I was fifty-two, and uh, that was a moment. His death was a moment that changed things forever, as, as you well know, John, and. Um, so I became an, an instant investor and an instant in an instant I was a um, a fiduciary. I had all these trusts that we had, you know, hypothetically created mm-hmm. um, while we were while we were alive, you know, together. Um, all of a sudden, came into play, and um, it's not a role I wanted to play, and. Um, 
again, I was like an accidental investor. And for a couple of years, I, I um, just listened to advisors and did what they told me to do. And after a couple of years, I realized I had a very balanced, very boring portfolio. And I was more excited about the money I was giving away to very innovative nonprofits. And so I decided to start investing in social entrepreneurs with my whole portfolio. So I'm what they call now an impact investor. And some people use the term regenerative investing, uh, which means that I invest in things that help regenerate society and, and the earth. And, um, and also, I'm also a regenerative farmer. Um, I live in the middle of the vineyard, and we do things that, that help the soil uh, recover and become more and more alive. Uh, there are, there are, there's a flock of goats and sheep who are arriving in our vineyard tomorrow, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact, <laughs> to, um, to uh, as, uh, in a, a new old way of weed control. And by ha- doing that, instead of disking the vineyard over and over, we, um, it helps the soil actually um, regenerate itself. The book is perfectly paired. Bonnie, where can our listeners go to get more information about the book and your work? I have a, I have a couple websites, Bonnie Meyer, B-O-N-N-Y, M-E-Y-E-R, BonnieMeyer.com. Um, my business website, I can learn a little bit more about my investing, and that is uh, M. AppsEnterprises.com. Bonnie, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your story and some of the lessons that you've learned. You're so welcome. It is my hope for everyone. It's a wonderful relationship and a transformative experience through, through grief and to a new life. This is Conversations with Joan. Until next time, thanks for tuning in.